Welcome to the Cinema Swamp. Okay. Let's party. In episode 81, we finally discuss the most anticipated film of March 2021. It's Godzilla vs. Kong. It's the old timer of a monkey versus the fire-breathing lizard. Who will stand tall? Who will win? We talk about all the intricacies of this weird kaiju fighting movie. Thanks for listening. Alas, we are here, everybody. And we previously, we did do an episode of the MonsterVerse. So if everyone remembers their opinions then. <laughs> I already watched them. You watch them again? Yeah. Oh, the past like week before we all went and saw Godzilla vs. Kong. Oh, nice. The only one I caught up on was the original, which um, I'll right away, I'll say. Kong versus, or actually, it's Godzilla versus Kong. I don't know why I keep screwing it up. I feel like naturally King Kong should go first, but um, Godzilla versus Kong is a better movie than the original King Kong versus Godzilla. So let's get that out of the way, or at least the American version that I watched. I don't know. Maybe the Japanese version is amazing. I I don't know, but as of right now, the American remake from 2021 is better. I've said my I've said my words. So let's get into it. Oh, this is Cinema Swamp episode 81, by the way. 81? Yeah. I'm real excited to hit 100 because mm-hmm. um, we got big plans for episode 100. We got a big guest star. Not going to share his name. Don't anyone do it. Is it Jack Gordon? Mm-mm. Barack Obama? <laughs> <laughs> Michelle Obama? Michelle's not returning my calls. Brock was real quick. <laughs> saw the first three of the MonsterVerse movies, which gotta say, it kind of reminded me of like the little engine that could, in a way. Where it was like, these movies kept being very, pretty popular and wildly successful for a franchise that I didn't really expect. I didn't really expect that they were gonna start doing like all these meet-up movies with the monsters again. I actually thought that 2014 movie was gonna tank, and then it didn't, and then they kept making more. Yeah. As of right now, it seems like Kong, Kong versus Godzilla, Godzilla versus Kong. I guess I I'm gonna keep screwing that up. Um, which is first? Which one? Which what? What is the correct title? It's, it's Godzilla versus Kong. That is the name oh. of the movie. I okay. keep confusing it because the original movie was called King Kong versus Godzilla. Okay. So I keep screwing it up. Which, you know, this one took it further because it wasn't actually called. Godzilla, Godzilla versus King Kong. It was just called Godzilla versus Kong. I mm-hmm. don't know. They took the king out of it, which I want to know. Is that like a is that like a rights issue? Why can't they say King Kong? I think they might just they don't want to be like confused with like maybe like even Peter Jackson's King Kong movie. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, or maybe, maybe they, they just maybe he's not king yet because <laughs> he didn't. They didn't defeat each other. Are you saying Fire. there's going to be a movie where he becomes the king? Yeah. 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 Well, and wasn't the other one Kong Skull Island? So yeah. Find continuity. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. what I'm going back to, though. Like, they called him Kong there, too. But I was like, is it because of a rights issue? I mean, they, they're they making the King Kong movies. Like, can they not say well, King wasn't, Kong? Wasn't the second Godzilla movie Godzilla King of the Monsters? Yeah. 
Oh. I think he has to officially defeat Godzilla before he can become King Kong. Oh, that's a good point. I didn't think about that. So you think they're thinking about it from that perspective and not from a copyright perspective? <laughs> yeah, because I'm not a dweeb. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Screw you guys. Um, that's probably right. No, that's a good point. Yeah, Godzilla's the yeah. true king. I mean, he kind of yells, screams yeah. at Mufasa, Kong in this movie. Mufasa's the, Mufasa the true king. <laughs> Mufasa versus Godzilla. <laughs> Dude, Mufasa sucks. He got his ass beat by Scar. Like, how can you even let that happen? Too much trust. Too much love. I mean, really, he got his ass beat by Wildeby. (laughs) Well, that's not better. And the ground. That's like the worst. (laughs) Um. Yeah, I don't know. I whatever i mean i i know i don't even know who owns the rights to king kong because so many different studios have done it but the rko movie the original movie like the rights to release it on home video is warner brothers so that's why i always assumed oh that's why warner brothers can make the movies now but king kong by peter jackson was released by universal and universal has a king kong ride but it's called kong so i'm like i don't get it like what's they just completely got rid of the king part. Is Kong like gorilla in Japanese or something? Because Donkey Kong. I don't know. I know there was like a King Kong ripoff called Conga, so maybe. Conga. <laughs> that was from like the seventies. I think it was. It was called Conga. Um, <laughs> also, there's Mighty Joe Young. No one ever talks about him anymore. Poor guy. <laughs> Mighty Joe Young. Um, but yeah, we can get into this now. Oh, actually, you know, King Kong will be showing up in another movie pretty soon, Space Jam. Two. Oh yeah, didn't or... weren't you we just talking about the trailer last episode? <laughs> we were talking about it at the movie theater, and I was begging oh, yeah, them to it. finally have a trailer. And then what do you know? Like a couple days later, they it's actually like, had yeah. one. <laughs> yeah. Made me think of you. Looks fantastic. You know it. Pepe Le Pew couldn't be in the movie because it's inappropriate nowadays. But the trailer had the boys from A Clockwork Orange. And I was like, oh, that's okay. (laughs) Pepe Le Pew, no. Clockwork Orange, yes. More. Wow. Did you see the trailer? I did. It is... I don't... I think it's going to be so detached from the first one it kind of makes me sad i will i hope michael jordan makes an appearance because that would kind of help tie it together i i kind of wonder if they're going to reference the original at all because the whole reason they're doing the game in this one is completely different from the first movie also um yeah i also don't really get like how it's a movie where there's look at all these franchises and cameos yet don Cheadle like is a character in the movie and I'm like, well, okay, so LeBron James just is LeBron James, and like all these other characters, like there is just The Mask, and Jack Nicholson's Joker, and the guys from Clockwork Orange, and the characters from Smallfoot for some reason, but I, I'm I'm gonna guess they drag and dropped the character designs and their computers, because Warner Brothers owns that movie. <laughs> and, um, I, I, but why is it that, like, the only person, the only actor in this entire movie that seems to be playing someone else is uh is Don Cheadle. Like I think he's the only one who's playing not himself. 
Has Don Cheadle ever been in a Warner Brothers movie? Uh, I'm going to guess. I mean, I don't know. Oh, maybe that's why. They're like, we got to find an actor who's <laughs> never been. <laughs> we got to just find studio. one guy who hasn't been in a Warner Brothers movie. <laughs> Don Cheadle. Yeah. Um, who? Robert Downey Jr. is Sherlock Holmes. What was that, Hunter? Does do you know which studio makes Paul Anderson or Paul Thomas Anderson's movie? Oh, kind of a different, a bunch of different ones, but they're mostly they're mostly indie labels, so I don't think. Because if he was, if Warner Brothers owned Boogie Nights and then he played his porn star character from Boogie Nights. <laughs> <laughs> Like, he actually got a career as an actor, finally. Like, a real actor. Don Cheadle in Boogie Nights? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Nice. You know, I never saw him in anything until uh, until Iron Man 2. Or at least I never noticed him. That's the first thing I've seen him in. The second thing I saw him in were all those Captain Planet shorts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, no, Space Jam, I think, I think it looks neat, but it's starting to become this genre of, like, let's have all the, uh, movie characters from the franchises we own meet up, so, like, Lego Movie did it, uh, Ralph Breaks the Internet, and then Ready Player One, which, you know, was made by the same studio, only three years ago, so like this movie also has the Iron Giant and Kong, and I'm like, so they're literally just dragging and dropping. Like they're probably not even making new characters. They're probably just copy and pasting. What if this, what if this is like taking place the same time and there's like a giant battle going on? <laughs> from Ready Player <laughs> One, and then they like when they're finally done with the battle, they just run over to watch the basketball game. Yeah. <laughs> Like, if you watch Ready Player One during the battle, like, there's Space Jam going on at one point. <laughs> the only thing I'm interested in is the fact that they are, like, I, if you see the Clockwork Orange characters, that means that they're probably doing some pretty deep digging into the Warner Brothers. Like, they're not just getting the usual suspects. They're not just putting Batman and Iron Giant and Looney Tunes and calling it good. Like, no, they're, like, finding actual... All kinds of different franchises, because I mean, they even have the like, mask in here. Yeah. Which who's even talked about the mask since that movie's come out? Yeah, that's true. But <laughs> besides <laughs> us, I mean, people have talked about it, but like you haven't seen it that character in another referenced in the movie since that movie oh. came out. I think they'll have Inspector Gadget. That's owned by Disney, unfortunately. You're right. Well, the movie rights are, but yeah, unfortunately. You'll have to call Disney about that idea. Animaniacs? <laughs> yes. Actually, someone actually thinks that they're going to be in it because they had a very prominent shot of the water tower in the trailer, and you can see that the logo can come off like a door, so they think they're going to be in the movie. Good. Huh. Oh, we could talk about the real movie, though. The real mashup. <laughs> Back to Godzilla vs. Kong. The real monster mash. I can tell that we all really want to <laughs> I don't know man like you know walking away from the movie it didn't we all like we all had a good time but yeah it was yeah I think I think we can all agree it was it wasn't the best of of the the few that came out but it was it was still a good time there's a lot of problems but it was still fun 
Yeah, I think I'll straight up say it's my least favorite out of the four of them that are out. I think it. I think it had some of the best like battle scenes, but story wise, it was pretty flat. Mm. Yeah, I gotta say, I still think my favorite MonsterVerse movie is Pacific Rim. That's the best one. Although and... this is a prequel. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll get into that, but actually, I yeah, I it was pretty much exactly what I expected. I just wanted to see the original movie remade with better effects, and they got the job done. I mean, it's a job that should have been done years ago. They should have done this when the Peter Jackson film was done and had it meet up with the Roland Emmerich Godzilla. But I'm glad yeah. they, I'm glad they they at least did it properly, and they actually kind of gave it some background and story. And you know, it's it's not the Avengers, but they definitely took their time to tell the story and give all the other movies to very um, stylish directors. Like every movie kind of has its own imprint. Like there's, you don't watch Godzilla 2014 and then go to Kong Skull Island and be like, yes, this is these are the same creators. Like no, it's completely different and. Um, I thought that would be the toughest sell for me was trying to fit in that humor and that uh, 70s style of Kong Skull Island and mixing it with kind of the more uh, not silly um, catastrophe of that movie and the more serious catastrophe of Godzilla's like original film. I was like, how are you going to mix those two? And they no, they found a good way. I think it helps too that uh, King of the Monsters came out two years ago and really brought the thing up to like B movie levels. Like, let's have a bunch of monsters. Let's have a lot of fun with this. Let's kind of have the monsters be the show. And this one, they definitely did. There's still way too many humans in it, but they they are letting them start to take over. And inevitably, they could make a sequel where they just get rid of the humans. Like, we don't let's have almost silence throughout the whole movie and just have roars and screams of the animals fighting each other. I would watch that. that. Yeah, I think it would be very... I don't think it would uh, sell in a Hollywood studio, but I think it would be a very interesting kind of, like, never-before-done movie where it's, like, it's a B-movie, it's monsters fighting, and you don't hear dialogue the entire time because no one can talk. Yeah, I I don't know, like, how... For me, like, the movie felt, like, honestly, like, the least quality out of all of them that have come out so far. Like, this one seems like like a netflix original movie or something like it it just seems like it's like it almost seems like it had the smallest budget or something like i didn't i didn't like the writing but even just like the 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 look of a lot of the scenes just seemed cheap does that make any sense i don't know if you guys felt that at all i kind of get what you mean i felt like cheaper than the other ones that were made when i think cheaper i usually go to like Oh, the effects were cheaper, and I didn't feel like the effects were a downgrade here. I, I still think they're very good, but the quality of the cinematography wasn't it wasn't as enjoyable as the other movies. Even like King of the yeah. Monsters, which I'm not I'm still not sure which one I like or like dislike more this one or King of the Monsters, but that movie had very like beautiful sequences, like very yeah stylized very um gorgeous looking sequences and there's parts in this movie where i mean they threw in a lot of like neon into this movie weirdly enough but 
beyond that, like some of the shots of just the monsters fighting in the city, it's like, oh, it, you know, it's, it's cool to see all the destruction, but I wouldn't say it looks like it doesn't have the same, I get what you mean. It doesn't have the same quality that the other ones do, like a unique quality. It does kind of have that Netflix, um, slap it on and move it on, move it on down the line kind of movie. Yeah. It felt like, like watching that Battleship movie. I mean, there's a bunch of Battleship scenes, but, like, it just, I don't know, yeah, like, it really felt, like, small. Even though it's a huge-scale movie, That it felt small for some reason. Like, it, and I, I don't know if it's, like, like, yeah, I could tell the cinematography is definitely lackluster compared to, like, like, the first one, I think, is the most artsy, you know? Like, I think Gareth Edwards has, like, a very, like, you don't see Godzilla until, like, an hour and a half into the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, you only see his ankle. Like, when you do see the fight scenes, they're, like, from down low looking up, kind of, and so that it makes it Godzilla feel huge. And then in King of the Monsters, it's a little bit, like, in between, like, a front view and an under view of, of all these, like, giant monsters fighting. It's obviously, like, more action-y. But then this one, all the, like, all the cinematography, cinematography feels... Like, it's coming down looking at them and makes them look small and makes them look slow. And, like, I don't know. Like, it just, like, it just seemed like the, the art shouldn't be that different, but it makes the the movies feel incredibly different from each other, if that makes sense. Not, not only that, but, like, where, like, the fights take place. Like, the water one is cool because you get to see them fight underwater. But other than that, like, Okay, Kong's in the snow by himself, and then okay, he's in. They're in a city. They're, we've seen that before. Um, Kong's by himself in the like center of the earth. Like I, I, I feel like the. <laughs> I don't know. I just don't like where they end up. Like every time, like they change scenes. <laughs> that and the editing is really weird. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. where they'll just like cut to the people and then like. There's no, there's no point. <laughs> well, it's weird that they decided to do a storyline where they have the characters meet up, and they had half of the characters have almost no point in the story, and it was weird because like it like when we left, we're like uh, kind of felt like a Roland Emmerich movie where all the characters are at random places, very kind of stereotypical roles, or or I guess typical, you know, like not bad stereotypes like kind of the classic characters you see in like every movie archetypes i guess is the more appropriate term depending on how you feel about roland emmerich's movies but it's i don't know like i didn't understand though like why they had so many humans in it from all over the place have them all meet up have half of them have no point in it and then they didn't even go full force with it because all the characters don't really meet up until the end and they don't even really meet up they there's almost no connection between any of them so i was like well what was this doesn't feel like the same kind of fear them but love them attitude that the other movies had with the monsters this one felt more like you know oh they're kind of like a nuisance maybe that's what happens when you have monsters around for that long but it just, I get what you feel about what you're saying about, like, the size and scale of it, and I don't know. Yeah. I had a huge problem with the characters in these movies, because yeah. this one in particular, because this one just was so, like, holy crap, I didn't care about any of them. At least the last one kind of had the interesting idea of having that, um, I guess it would be Millie Bobby Brown's mother 
that character was like a villain that was kind of like a I guess a surprise villain and the I ego. enjoyed that part mm-hmm. yeah and it made sense though like like one thing I, I really appreciate about the first one is like when there was like that turn you know where like it you, know, you find out that she is like one, one of the bad guys like I completely unexpected it in King of the Monsters and in here they're like from the very like first like the very beginning of the movie when like you know the podcaster is infiltrating this this tech company and they show that and, commercial with that guy who's kind of like the Steve Jobs or Jeff Bezos of the company and then and then you see the eyeball and it's like immediately like if you know anything about Godzilla you know like oh like even before the eyeball I'm like they're going to do Mecha Godzilla like they they're going to do Mecha Godzilla and then they show the eye and you're like okay they're going to do and it just seemed so predictable, whereas, like, King of the Monsters, I had no idea where the movie was going the whole time, and it was just getting better, whereas, like, this movie, it's like, okay, yeah, they're gonna bring Kong to the, you know? Yeah. Like, it's just, it, just, it... Just as soon as as soon as they show that eye, you're like, oh, okay, so if this is Kong versus Godzilla, or Godzilla versus Kong, they're gonna introduce Mechagodzilla, because I know that because I just saw this giant eyeball obviously they're going to like join forces from yeah. that moment you know that's how it's going to end and it's the same thing like we, we we joked about it being batman versus superman which is like you don't know that's what's going to happen in batman versus superman like sorry spoilers for batman versus superman <laughs> but like but, like like you know that like lex luther has like something else in the bag or something i don't know like i just it was super predictable whereas the other movies, I didn't know where they were going, and it, I was, like, way more interested rather than, like, every time they, the people would say, oh, like, Kong won the first round, I'm like, okay, like, you know they're going to fight again, and that's, like, I don't know. I just, I, I really, I don't think I have anything good to say about this movie <laughs> other than I I liked the look of Mechagodzilla, but how he was done was like I don't know how else you'd make Mechagodzilla seem realistic in this universe um, other than the way that they did it but like I just hated the whole podcasting like espionage edge to it yeah that made and, no sense and and I hated how they had to like bring King Kong to Antarctica just to go to the middle of the earth like I just feel like it was yeah. wasted storytelling like I would rather like like I don't, I don't know anything else really. I wish anything else would have happened in this movie other than yeah, what. I don't know why they had to like bring Journey to the center of the earth into the story. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, it was weird too because I think the only reason that they brought him to the snow was just to have that background because oh we haven't seen that yet. We haven't seen Kong in snow, but <laughs> they didn't really take advantage of it. And I kind of I get that because at this point it was kind of like what you're saying. Oh, they're in a city. Oh, they're in the jungle. And I'm like, yeah, it gets it does get repetitive. And maybe back you know in the 1950s or 60s I guess when they had Godzilla just put in a rubber suit and they filmed the movie every week like. It, it worked for people back then, but nowadays it's like, you know, every movie's doing this. Every movie's doing this. So, like, you gotta throw in some different locations. So if you're gonna do it, you know, have them fight at Antarctica real quick. Write it in there. Have Godzilla show up there. Have a fight in Antarctica. Have them get thrown around the snowbanks. Like, that would have been kind of neat because we've never seen that before. You could have, I mean, them, fight. You could have them fight in Antarctica, and then they like fall into the hole or like the. Yeah. Oh, that would have been cool! Like, like a fight in the hole as they're falling. 
Yeah, and like fighting all the way through into the center of the earth, and then you can like, yeah, use that to their advantage. But no, you just you just bring Kong there, and then you tell him he has family there. I guess. (laughs) Stupid. Yeah, it was dumb, and I'm. I don't know. It's like the first movie kind of had this very human aspect that, you know, I didn't really expect from a monster movie. I didn't expect them to go that far with it, but it worked for me because Brian Cranston's a good actor and everyone else in that was doing the, you know, they're good at their jobs. I remember the performances and I Kong Skull Island. I remember a lot about the performances because they were so goofy and I was having a good time and like I said, the other movie, at least they had that, you know, I, I didn't love um, King of the Monsters, but they at least had that surprise villain who I thought was effective. And, you know, they brought back Ken Watanabe from the first movie, who actually mm-hmm. has a connection to Godzilla, and they actually do a lot of the stuff that's done in the first Godzilla movie. And it's like someone, I like the original Godzilla movie. I like that they actually brought it into that movie. They brought the yeah. deoxidizer into it. They brought that his connection with Godzilla and how he like dies with him as, or at least when he's coming back to life and they even bring back the original theme. And it's like, they're, you know, it was trying to really pay tribute to the original movies that in a way that the first movie didn't, because the first movie was trying to be like a modern Godzilla. And the other one was like, let's use modern effects to really pay tribute to the franchise. And this one, it was like their only job they had to do was have Kong and Godzilla fight again and make it better than the original and, and I think they did it but like it's it's just too bad that I'm like you know maybe I don't know it's it's too bad that the characters compared to the other ones were this bad and the podcast guy was like this whole storyline doesn't even make sense like this literally doesn't make sense you mean to tell me his wife died we have this weird thing about this flask that he has that I guess has to play into the end of the movie in a very is it don't also, don't you think it's weird that the Monarch Agency, the agency they've building, been building up since, like, the first movie, that nobody in this movie was, like, from that, like, from them? Yeah, it was just kind of like a new group. Yeah, it was, like, government. <laughs> well, well, no, they were Monarch, I think. Like, the, the, the girl from Iron Man 3 and the skinny white guy, they were, they were with Monarch. Were they? Yeah. Oh, I guess so. She was definitely with Monarch, the girl. And then he was like, used to be in Monarch, and then came oh, back. Yeah. It, I, I, like, pretty sure. I was but just thinking been... Monarch was the group that Kyle Chandler was with. And they kind of have him in the movie for two minutes, because I guess they paid his salary already for two movies. Um, right. <laughs> but, like, I thought his group was Monarch. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I guess I wasn't... Maybe I wasn't paying attention too much. I just know that having this podcast guy break in multiple times and be recording podcasts and no one's been able to figure this out. I mean, like, the guy doesn't even try to mask his voice or change it. It's just just his voice. And then you got, like... Millie Bobby Brown in there who's like I'm gonna do things about this and I'm gonna find out myself because my dad won't and I'm like I don't even understand your point in this one because in the last one you were at least there this one I don't even and then we have to bring in the guy from Deadpool 2 and it's like he had no part in it and it's like there could be maybe one good joke because they took the van and maybe the brother 
because they took the van from his brother. Maybe the brother would be pissed or maybe the van would get sh- smashed and they get in trouble, but none of that happens. <laughs> he yeah. drinks hot water, so ha <laughs> I can't believe you're going to drink this water. I'm like, how? Is, what is going on? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. If they would have taken out all the the Millie Bobby Brown podcaster scenes and then just had more fights with even like Godzilla and King Kong fighting other like other monsters other like kaijus for a bit you know leading up to each other or something would have been better than what they did you know like I there was like no introduction to Godzilla it was just like he shows up and like destroys that lab and then you don't see him again until like he's at the aircraft carrier you know and like there's a ton of like character development with King Kong and obviously we had two movies for Godzilla but there still was like no character development for Godzilla also he shows up and he's pissed and you're like do I sympathize with him or not like do they do they ever explain how like he can track King Kong I was I thought that was kind of weird he can sense and smell the fight (laughs) from King of the Monsters like they had that device that like could mimic like how they communicate, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And so like it all it did was like it would pretend to be like they would use Mothra's signal to communicate with Godzilla. And so like Godzilla can already like communicate with the other monsters. Like I don't know how I can't remember how they use that like weird echolocation thing, but I was trying to think in my head, was there one joke I laughed at in this movie? And there was. I laughed at the part where was it he she he thinks the sign means brave but it actually means coward and they actually bring it back later and he's like calling himself or calling her a coward and I was like okay that's funny that was like the only time I laughed the rest of the movie like for like having I I guess the podcast trio comic relief group like yeah didn't really laugh at all and it was like that modern day humor where it's like Maybe if we just keep, like, um, being frantic and, you know, talking a lot and making references to, like, everything or, I don't know, trying to make things out of things that aren't things. Like, oh, you drink tap water? And I'm like, maybe this would make sense if you live in the big city, especially big one that has bad tap water, but this doesn't really make sense here. (laughs) And if you live literally anywhere else and... I don't know. That's. I feel like that he would also have worse skin because he showers with bleach. Yeah. Wait. What was that all about? That was that was weird. I forgot about that because he, I didn't even process that in my head until now. Yeah. He was literally showering himself in bleach. <laughs> I don't know. Which? What was that even about? Like, what was that whole thing even about? They find that guy. And she knew him from his podcast as being like almost like a doomsday prepper. And so she's like, oh, well, I know him. He's going to shower in bleach because he's a doomsday prepper. So we need to go to these stores and see who's been buying a lot of bleach. And they go into this market and the guy's like, I think they pay him or something Mm -hmm. to tell him. And then they find him that way. Well, that all made sense, but I just didn't get like, so was the whole bleach thing something he said in the podcast or did she just guess that? 
No, I, I don't know. I can't remember. <laughs> See, and that's the thing. Like, I can't even remember because, like, I guess I really didn't. I just didn't care about all that stuff, and they didn't make me care. Yep. Um, you know, I had said that basically, if you watch the original movie, this very much follows the plot line for the first couple, uh, probably the first half hour where they have to go and get King Kong and they're like dragging him on a boat and then Godzilla shows up and a lot of that is is the same. Mm. And, um, the only difference here is that they have, uh, this time they have King Kong trapped on Skull Island in a dome that's in the daylight while people on the outside watch him at night which i was trying to figure out like in a like how why would someone choose to do it that way why would someone want to work all night while kong is in the daytime when you could just have his dome in the daytime and have them work in the daytime it was cool for a real quick shot when they were inside the dome and it was daytime and you go out and it's like, oh, but it's really a dome and it's actually raining outside and it's super dark and it's scary. And that's like, but but why are they working at night when can't they decide if it's daytime in the dome or not? <laughs> I don't know. I was, I'm just mad at the whole idea of a dome anyway. I think the whole... <laughs> yeah, I know, why can't they just study him on the island in general? <laughs> Because that would contradict the continuity of the last movie where they had, like, echolocation and they can hear each other. See? So they had to put him in the dome. <laughs> like, no, same. I'm like, this was real stupid. They also never explained how they, like, colonized Skull Island. <laughs> didn't we just leave it as, like, a death trap of a place where, like, you get lost, like the Bermuda Triangle. That was one thing I was wondering from Kong Skull Island. I remember seeing that end credits scene where they like are looking at all those um, drawings on the cave walls and they show all the other monsters. And it's like, wow, that's a good, real good way to like lead up to the next movie. But all I was thinking is Tom Hiddleston and Brie Larson's characters, are they going to be aged up in the next one? Are they going to be referenced at all? Is any of this going to be referenced at all? Or are we literally going to forget about all of this and just kind of leave this as a weird one-off introduction movie that decided to take place in the 70s? And When was the last time Brian Cranston or uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson were mentioned in one of these movies? I, think it, I guess it is kind of weird that you got a series that... The only thing is for the from King of the Monsters, they brought back uh, Ken Watanabe's character. So like you had him from the first movie. I don't know if they took anybody else from the first movie, but they at least had him, and they also had Godzilla. So I mean, <laughs> there's the connections. But and then it's weird that this one had like more characters from the last movie, but they also barely did anything. Like Kyle Chandler was literally only in like two scenes. Um, just there to, I guess, worry about his daughter. And then Millie Bobby Brown's kind of, like, doing nothing with the trio of comedic relief. And, like, it is kind of weird, though, that they they, they only bring back characters from that movie. Because these were kind of made back-to-back. Not with the same director. Um, which is kind of interesting. I don't, I don't know many franchises that do, like, direct sequels and... Uh, besides Marvel, I guess, but it's weird that they were so closely released to one another. This one was supposed to come out last year, so it would have been literally a year after. And they filmed these pretty much back-to-back. I guess it is just kind of weird to have a series where literally none of the characters are really being carried over, and it's not like it's as big as Marvel. 
it's literally two characters and you really only got two different series. I don't know. I just was hoping that they would have at least referenced Skull Island a little more. Maybe have an aged up Brie Larson or just some old lady. I don't know. They could have. I mean, it's just <laughs> the dome is weird. The dome is like picture or something. <laughs> <laughs> I think they could have had at least one scene that maybe was like, or at least one movie where we're like, okay, how did we get from yeah Death Trap Island to Dome? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, all of that, like, big, huge, human-built stuff, like, that weird, like, arena where they were testing out Mechagodzilla, or, like, that Arctic base where they had that hole to the Earth. That was, like, all, like, metal-y and, like, like, who made that? Yeah, (laughs) like, and, like, why did they think they, like, who spent all that money? And there's, like, literally, like, King of the King of the Monsters ends where like all of the monsters are roaming free and being crazy. Yeah. And then like so the world is like has a good enough economy to like build all these massive structures in the midst of like the apocalypse, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it just does not make any sense. You know what? I can't but- believe it, but I'm gonna give credit to Batman v Superman and, and Justice League in that at least with that spaceship that landed in the city in the like how many years it sat there they only ever put a tarp over it so i'll give it that that makes more sense yeah like freaking it's gonna take them what like two years to like fix the can of worms roads here in Duluth. (laughs) the roads that's gonna take that long i forgot that's a good comparison (laughs) yeah build all these like like, two years dude it's take yeah it's gonna take a long time yeah Mm-hmm. so yeah i don't know i just there's so much like uncanny valley stuff in this movie for like a monster verse movie this is like outrageous <laughs> to, like, i think well let's know? get into the best part of the movie which is when they just break all rules of physics and again i know it's a monster movie <sighs> yeah, yeah when they go to the center of the earth yeah yeah and i it's like this long extended sequence. I mean, we this is kind of a big part of the movie. They mm-hmm. need to get King Kong because they need to be able to take down Godzilla. So they need to go to the center of the earth to uh, something with an energy source, I guess. And that's the real reason they're going down there. But also they're trying to get Kong. A, really, a really hard energy level that you can't get anywhere else. And like, it's super hard to get. Right. Like you can't you can't just adjust like your own energy. You have to download it from the center of the earth. <laughs> right. Cause... But you can only get that from the center of the earth. Um... Also, Godzilla throws it up. He charges up the axe with his like blue breath. Yeah. So Godzilla exudes this energy, but they had to go to the center of the earth to get yeah. it to download it. Not even to get it though, just to get the data <laughs> to make their own energy the same. Yeah. They just like <laughs> they had the capability, they just didn't do like enough testing to <laughs> yeah. they look at it and they just DM the surface full of, like the how to synthesize like something more powerful than nuclear energy. Yeah. Like you know what? So this is what it is. It's I'm gonna go on Shark Tank and I'm gonna offer them. I'm like, this 
this device I'm going to offer you has a dual purpose. One, it can transfer data as far as different dimensions. And two, it can transfer power. That's right. I found the pro I found the solution to both our data issues and our power issues. <laughs> and well, can I ask you this? Uh, for 50% of your company, can I download something? Like, do you have Wi-Fi wherever you are? Like, if you say are in a different dimension or maybe like the center of the earth, can I download it from like my office? <laughs> yes, you can, Kevin. And guess what? It and, will and only... how fast are those? How fast will... are those speeds? It will be faster than it takes for Godzilla to destroy a couple skyscrapers. <laughs> oh, and and say I want to get out, get out of said center of the earth. How long would that take to get like to get out of there? Uh, <laughs> distance, time, and distance ranges from uh extremely difficult and hours long to eh, a couple seconds in a real quick drill. <laughs> um, and also, like, you know what's funny about this whole thing too is like, you know, you'd have to add to the sharks. By the way, um, I know this technology sounds amazing and complex, but please be careful with your liquor around it because if you spill it a little. <laughs> it's gonna just destroy everything it's like oh this has a this has a fail safe i'm like yeah so basically if you spill a flask on it it's it's over <laughs> which is like okay let's we gotta really break this whole thing down because i forgot there's like actually a lot that happens in this movie but it's a lot of stupid and i as far as like um you know Cinematic universes doing absolutely stupid crap with science. I didn't think anything would go dumber than that time. Somehow, Tony just made an element by just constructing, like, a city. Like, that was the most convoluted, like, thing I've ever seen in the movie. Where I was like, this makes no sense. How is... Whatever, I buy it. But this movie somehow topped it by being like, we can now transfer power through like bandwidth or through data or 5g cells i don't know like what is going on okay see there's enough people with the vaccine that it just it's a 5g allowed. it bounces <laughs> through people <laughs> all right let's let's real let's really get into this and the real i would love to meet the people who are writing the screenplay and for the people who either made these changes or who said Wait, does that really make sense? And they said, no, just just go with it. Listen. <laughs> because they have to enter the center of the Earth. But they have to go to... It was Antarctica, correct? Not not the it other... doesn't matter. Not the North Pole, I guess. Antarctica. So they have to get King Kong to lead them there because King Kong will know the way. And it's basically... It looks like it's just a cave. It looks like it's a kind of straight shot cave but kong knows the way and i know that he knows the way because at one point one of the people who was hired to go on this expedition and knew the reason they were getting kong says at one point it's very good dialogue he says kong seems to know the way i'm like yeah that's why you guys went and got him <laughs> it's not like you happen to have kong and it's like wait i think he knows it's like that's specifically the reason you got him he's your tour guide when i hire a tour guide I don't say halfway through the expedition. Oh, he seems to know where he's going. <laughs> now you should. I'm going to say that next time. So yeah. they have to go to the center of the earth 
which is kind of like a different dimension, I guess. It, they never really explain this, but it's like a different dimension where all the monsters came from. Because the monsters uh, came from below us, which, you know, kind of like Pacific Rim. We'll get to that. But um, they go into the center of the Earth, which is kind of cool. I mean, it's kind of like this... It's kind of like folding on itself, and there's a lot of different creatures, and... Uh, when they enter it, it's kind of like 2001 A Space Odyssey. Everything's insane, and yeah, they go to this weird, basically the MonsterVerse. It'd be a cool place for a fight. You know, we don't get one. It's not like Godzilla's there, but you know, looks cool. Yeah, you see all the statues of Kongs. Yeah, <laughs> which I don't know who designed those, but yeah, very cool. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, these uh, there was a group of apes who were very good artists at one point. Um, <laughs> don't get to hear their story at all, and uh, they also Not figured only that, they're they're also locksmiths. They can make <laughs> a key out of anything. <laughs> we were talking about like when he was going up to that door. Um, I thought that like handprint on the wall. I legitly thought we were gonna be doing like some espionage shit there, where he was gonna touch it. And it was gonna be like a laser hand, and it was gonna open the door. And I was like, please don't do this. Please don't do that. But he puts his hands on the hands and he opens the door. And I'm like, well, that's kind of what it is. So they almost, that's probably what was written like in the script. Godzilla puts his hand on the handprint as if it's an espionage movie. And then they enter the, um, I, I, I don't know. What would you call this? The throne of Kong? Yeah. Something like that. Uh, it's like the dome for Kong. Like, it's a Kong dome. Kong <laughs> <laughs> the, the Kong dome. <laughs> it's a condom. <laughs> condom. <laughs> That's good. But we ended the Kong dome. <laughs> that might be the best joke anyone's ever said on this podcast. <laughs> Um, okay, but they don't do the laser hand. They don't do, like, a hand recognition no. software to get in. <laughs> but but what I thought was interesting about this was, no, they wouldn't do that. That would be stupid, because why would these apes have that technology? And then not only a couple oh. minutes later, he has this axe that when it's powered up <laughs> and he puts into this ground, into the ground, into a special kind of like national treasure looking spot that you put in the artifact, he puts it in and it starts charging up the entire building. And I was like, oh, but they had that. <laughs> <laughs> you would think you would think they would need that to also get into the building. Like, like if this is such a sacred place, you would think you'd need that to just get in. I like the idea of giving Kong a weapon. That was cool, but it's just yeah, weird. I, feel like... I don't know the lengths like... of their technology. Like, I don't know what they can do or what they can't do. You'd think, like, if they had the whole hands on the door thing, that, like, Kong, like, they would have, like, had, like, a gun or something. For... <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 this atomic gun that just, like, lights up and... Who can lay it on the floor and pick it up? It's got moving parts like their door. <laughs> he just shoots Godzilla. <laughs> like, Ammo is just Godzilla teeth. <laughs> so Godzilla's getting pissed though because Godzilla wants to fight Kong and he hasn't seen him in a while. Yeah. So. Well, he can smell him. Yeah. 
So uh, Godzilla just, you know, points his breath down into the ground, uh, drills a <laughs> hole, essentially. Like he's, you know, like he's... he. he Godzilla essentially becomes an oil rig in this scene and digs a hole to the center of the earth to um, find Kong, which, yes, Kong... And that took him several several hours because it's to a different dimension. You would think. um, Basically, they find a shortcut to the different dimension, which is like, why didn't they just do that? So you had to go to Antarctica. You had to take this weird entrance that only Kong knew the way through. You had to do 2001 A Space Odyssey to get there and to escape... It's just Godzilla digs a hole, and then you can get out. And I'm like, really? There, there was a back. There was an emergency exit. Like, are you serious? <laughs> How did did to get back out though? Did Godzilla climb up that whole thing? Or King Kong? King Kong. Yeah, yeah didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. That's, can you imagine a rock climbing through the entire Earth? Like <laughs> well, apparently, apparently in China or Japan or wherever they ended up, it's not very thick there because it only took them a couple minutes. Climbing against gravity for the entire Earth, like I know Godzilla's tall or like King Kong is. I don't know. It just seems like you, you'd have to take a break. You know? <laughs> did he even like Dawson. on the, on King Kong's way out? Did he even break through like that? weird dimensional plane that he like they broke through to get in they never bring that up again they they that hole kind of only seems like it's half a mile long like it doesn't even feel like <laughs> like, it used to seem like they just got in their spacecrafts and just boop, boop, right. like, right up. like if like if godzilla looked down he could just see like king kong waving <laughs> it's what it essentially felt like it didn't feel like a big hole and I, it kind of made me wonder like is this like a lopsided part of the center of the earth where like certain parts of the earth's crust is thinner on this side of the planet versus this side maybe, well maybe the center of the earth is more like like an egg yolk or like if you shake it up like you, you can like you can move it around and it'll kind of gyroscope around so maybe <laughs> you can just get to a closer closer spot i think godzilla can just scream through dimension <laughs> I think that's like- <laughs> Godzilla's Godzilla's pissed and he tore through another dimension today. <laughs> I also think it's weird that they set up in King of the Monsters like all these monsters that are like roaming around and we still only see these two. Other yeah. than like in the center of the earth where like they're from. Uh we saw the skull crawlers being transported in eggs. I don't know. Sure. Never comes back to that, but we saw that. Yeah, yeah. I did. I kind of thought that they played the monster card a little early, but they had to bring everyone into it because, you know, you're not going to get away with just making a Godzilla versus Mothra movie anymore. So you have to kind of do more. And they brought back the three most famous of the original Godzilla movies. But I knew immediately when they did that, I'm like, well, they're not going to keep, they're not going to have more monsters in the next one. It's just going to be Kong and him. And Mecha Godzilla, we should actually go back to that MonsterVerse episode because I'm wondering if anyone brought that up because I had I had thought about that. Like it seemed like it would be pretty obvious that Mecha Godzilla would come into it because 
I feel like we might we we had to have brought at least brought up Mechagodzilla. Just because like story wise with these versus movies, they never want an actual winner because they want everyone to be happy. So you know, can't have an actual winner in the end. And so let's have a person that they take down. They did it with Jurassic World. They did it with Batman v Superman. They did it here too. And you know, it's funny because even like that shot sequence, which by the way, this is a Warner Brothers movie. We should point out this is a Warner Brothers movie because they also made Batman v Superman. But, like, a lot of the shot angles are similar to Batman v Superman <laughs> where he's, like, taking them down and he's, like... Like, you know, it's like when Batman's winning against Superman and he's kind of, you know, it's it's right before he says the save Martha line. And it kind of felt like that moment was happening between them uh, as mm-hmm. Godzilla, like, pinned King Kong down. And he was like, say it! Say I won! <laughs> yeah. I saw the meme online that was like, save Mothra. <laughs> save Mothra. <laughs> I know that name. I, we, I, we didn't actually explain this, but we, we were talking about it. But also when they go to the center of the earth, of course, the daughter of the bad guy, who's obviously the bad guy, um, turns out to also be a bad guy. And she's like very disregarding everything that's going on and decides to take this power source that Kong started up because they need the power source to power, you know, something up. And we find out it's Mechagodzilla and it's a power source. They only have, it's very sacred power source, very hard to get. Doesn't exist in real world. Only exists in another dimension. Um, however, you know, they weren't, they weren't able to fly out with it because, you know, the ship gets destroyed. So it's not like this power source is like taken out of there so she uploads it to the cloud and her father downloads it and (laughs) i was like so is that like a is that like an equation is that like an equation for power or are they literally actually sending the power source through data waves like what's going on yeah like he synthesized the how to make it, and then they just made it in the lab on the surface. So like she, she like sampled it and was like, "Oh, this is like like Jarvis. Tell me what, what this is made of." And then once like she like it told her what it was made of, then the then that data got shot to the surface. And they're like, oh, this is how the power is made. And then they just made it out of who knows what. Is that science? I guess. Like, imagine, basically, she found, like, a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. She deconstructed it (laughs) and texted her dad, hey, peanut butter is made with bread, peanut butter, and jelly. And her dad's like, awesome. And then he made peanut butter and jelly up on the surface with peanut butter and jelly ingredients. I would only buy that if no, no, this, he like... Made, he, no, he didn't make it with the peanut butter and jelly ingredients. He made it with, like, turkey sandwich ingredients. Like, yeah, it's because it's not like he has the same thing. It's not the exact thing. And also, it's a different dimension. Like, how do we even know that they're... Are they following the same properties and, like, laws of science that we follow? Because how were they able to be like, oh, this is... Cr-. It's not like... This is like a peanut butter sandwich peanut butter and jelly sandwich and you take it apart and it's like oh we already know what jelly and peanut butter is of course it's like how do you know well yeah because in that in the like 
center of the earth scenes it shows that the gravity isn't the same because kong just like jumped off a cliff and like floated and then landed on the other side i think that was to show like that's the true center so like gravity but like no because it was all over the place it was like all upside down yeah like it was so, a like, world that made no sense. So it's like the physical properties of the world made no well, sense compared sense. to our world. They made well, no the, sense. the way I saw it was okay. So our world's here, their world's there. So like, but it's like inverted. So like, the sky is in the middle. Yeah, but what like are the scientific properties conserved? Because clearly you can just float in the middle of it, and that doesn't make sense. Yeah. Right. It was. It, it should have crushed yeah, Kong. Was, it should have yeah. killed him. He should have just crushed into himself. Well, also, to, also to be fair, going going through the wormhole itself, he kind of just went in naked, and these guys needed ships and like suits and stuff. So his fur acts like a protection suit when crossing dimensions. Right. Yeah. You know but what? Didn't someone joke about, like, when we were talking outside the theater, didn't someone joke about that the next one, they'll be going into the center of the center of the universe? <laughs> <laughs> like, they're yeah. going to take it one step further. <laughs> I did notice that everyone who went to the center of the Earth got, like, a special space suit, except for the child. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, it, I mean, who, who, who even thought about making, like, a special suit for a child to go into the center. Yeah, like, why is she, like, I get that they're kind of a, de like, it's somewhat a desensitized world because they've seen monsters destroy cities, so we're not worried about the child seeing that. <laughs> I don't quite understand why she can just go on every voyage. You know, I, I, I bought it in the last movie because I was like, at least, you know, it seems like the parents are on this job 24-7 and Millie Bobby Brown's a little bit older and... It seems like she's kind of throwing herself into the madness. This child, like, why is she on the boat with them? And why is no one paying attention to the fact that she's just walking outside and the mom is only, like, slightly concerned about it? Like, concerned enough to run out there, but not concerned enough to be like, oh my god, get off, like, it's raining, there's waves you might die like and then they go yeah. to then they go to a different dimension and they're like ah you're fine in your classic attire that you've been wearing the entire movie yeah if this was real life they would at least throw her in like an adult suit it'd look funny but like i feel like that would be honestly be one of the funniest parts of the movie yeah, like an adult suit on a little yeah that, again it could have been funny it's just weird though because i'm like I don't know. It's it's just it's it's a it's a it's a B movie. It's supposed to be fun, but it really went nuts with the whole logic of nearly every single thing that, you know, I get that this is it's not our time. They have different technology, but I didn't I didn't realize that things were going to get this nuts in the future. Yeah. I hope this is the last one. I I mean, I don't know if they have plans to make another, but I really hope that that's it. They did just call it with this one and are done. Yeah, the original plan had just the Kong movie, another Godzilla movie, and then this one. And I think when I originally read it, that this movie was supposed to come out before the next Godzilla movie, but then they switched them around, and I, I can see why. I don't know if they had all the story finished by the time they finally started actually mm -hmm. announcing the dates, but 
they don't seem to have any plans beyond this, but we're going to get to their plans because I think I know where they're going to go, and I think they should do it. Um, Baby Godzilla. That too. I honestly thought that they were going to go into the center of the earth, and I thought they were going to they were going to find Son of Kong. There was a Son of Kong movie. Um, I've always retroactively in my head actually made uh, this Kong from Kong Skull Island. I've always thought of him as Son of Kong because the original King Kong movie has it takes place in the 30s, and King Kong is brought to New York and then he's killed, and. Mm-hmm. Same thing happens in the Peter Jackson one, which is very much a straight-up remake. And then Kong... There's a second one called Son of Kong, and that Kong doesn't die. And I always thought that that Kong grew up because he was a little baby in that one, and that took place in the 30s. But, like, 40 years later, he became Kong from Kong Skull Island, and then he's, like, still the same Kong. Like, retroactively in my head, King Kong is in this universe, the original. (laughs) Or Peter Jackson's, I guess. It could, because there was... I remember reading that there was originally going to be another Skull Island prequel that was going to be before Kong Skull Island, and it was going to be... Like, it was going to have pirates in it. Mm-hmm. That was Like, cool. pirates... And it was going to be... When there were more than one King Kong, there was going to be, like, like his parents or something, and he was going to be, like, a kid. And with pirates, I remember. <laughs> but yeah, I don't. I, obviously, it didn't happen. But I would watch that Kongs. <laughs> <laughs> um, Donkey Kongs. That's really Donkey where Kong. they should go. They should finally. They should finally just bring the Mario universe into it. Yeah. Um, Reptar. Welcome to Kong. <laughs> versus Donkey Kong. <laughs> Um, well, we didn't get to the coolest part, which is, I mean, kind of like the final fight, and, well, they have a fight on the boat, and the first one, Godzilla wins, because, like, King Kong is pretty much knocked out, and then the next fight, um, they fight in the city, and then at one point, they're like, I guess King Kong wins this one, but that, that fight didn't really end, because, like, only a couple minutes later, they start fighting again. I'm like, well, this isn't a third fight, is it? I don't know if that counts. And then they fight a third time, and Godzilla, like, wins wins, I guess. and Which makes sense, because I think most people, they were making a meme out of it, but they're like, how how is Kong going to beat Godzilla? Like, it doesn't even make sense. He could breathe fire, and Kong's just a big monkey. That's all. That's all he's got. And I'm like, well, you know, the movie acknowledges that and they at least gave Kong a weapon this time around you know and so it was like okay there, he could put up a fight but he was still gonna lose and now there's Mecha Godzilla, so now they gotta team up and I was gonna point out that the uh there's someone controlling the Godzilla or Mecha Godzilla robot and then you know he gets overpowered they're actually using like the bones of, uh, or actually the skull of uh, King Ghidorah. They're uh-huh. using one of the heads of King Ghidorah because they're using his like connection, or the the fact that the robots can connect, I guess, and using that to connect to the giant um, Mecha Godzilla. And it overpowers him though because he's the only one controlling it. And it's too much for his brain. And then of course Mecha Godzilla has AI because everything has AI in every movie, and. It's like, then he starts turning against um, everything, or 
you know, overpowers Godzilla, but he's also, like, destroying the city and destroying the people. Mm-hmm. And that's when I was like, oh, wait, is all of this a prequel to Pacific Rim? Because that was a very direct reference to what Pacific Rim's, like, entire, like, story is, which is you need two people to fight in one of their... um what are they called? Uh, Jaegers? Yeah. You need two people to fight in one of their Jaegers because it's not, it's too much, it, it hurts, it's too much for one person to handle. And I was like, ooh, because in this movie they had one guy control the robot and it was too much for him to handle. So is this like all a prequel to Pacific Rim? It's by the same company, Imagine, um, not Imagine, what am I talking about? Legendary Pictures. Yeah, and I mean, like the monsters, like the kaiju in in Pacific Rim, like come from like holes in the ocean, basically, like 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 these like rifts King Kong has to get through to go up to the center of the earth. Like, could be retrofitted, basically. To I don't know, it could be it could be like a spiritual sequel, just like how King Kong, Peter Jackson King Kong, could be like a spiritual prequel to this, like you said, being. Like Son of Kong and all that, right? And I'm like, now I'm kind of wondering if that's just sort of the next thing they're gonna do because I'm like, at this point, the only thing you can do now is have Godzilla continuously fight different monsters from the original series or come up with new ones, which automatically I don't think people would be as interested in. But I think if you add another element to it, which is like Pacific Rim going against Godzilla, like. There's an idea. I mean, I don't know. Pacific Rim was never as, like, successful as I think they were hoping it would be. But, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, it seems like that's what they were trying to do. I mean, they even had, in the original movie, they had Charlie Day, like, connect his brain with one of the brains of one of the dead monsters. So he could, like, figure out their plan. And a lot of that stuff carries over to this movie. Because in this movie, Guy is also using the head of a dead monster to connect, um... I guess with echolocation, I don't know exactly what they call it. And also, um, that movie kind of made it where all the monsters can like connect to one another with their heads. And this movie's previous film also did the same thing. So I'm like, oh, it's they're definitely doing Pacific Rim. It has to be. It has to be Pacific Rim. Yeah. I mean, I, I was looking through some of the older King or Godzilla movies on HBO Max. It looks like there's one or two where, like, Godzilla fights, like, a Voltron type of guy. Like, one of those, like, old giant samurai robots. Oh, from, are you like, talking about Jet Jaguar? One of them, but, like, there's, like, an old Godzilla... Uh, do you know what Godzilla movie I'm talking about? Not specifically, because there's so many of them, but... There's one of them that you can watch in HBO Max. It just looks like a giant Voltron. Like yeah, that it's that guy. I think that character's name was Jet Jaguar because Jet. Let me look it up because uh, Jet Jaguar was a separate character that was created by Toho, and there was a movie, I believe, that had just Jet Jaguar in it, or it was like a TV show, and then they had him meet up with um, with Godzilla. Yeah, okay, so Godzilla versus Megalon. Does that sound right? Because that's the one that has. Jet Jaguar. Maybe he was just from this movie. Never mind. I might be thinking this. I might just be thinking of Voltron because 
I know that Jet Jaguar was in Godzilla, but maybe he didn't have a prior history. Maybe you're thinking of Power Rangers. I mean, he basically looks like he's from the Power Rangers. Here, I'll show you an image quick, because this is, I think, the character you're talking about. You're talking about this guy right here, right? Um, yep. Yeah, that's Jet Jaguar. <laughs> One of them. Yeah. He's he's basically yeah exactly like what the Power Rangers have. Yeah. So I mean I don't, I don't know if he's famous enough for them to make a whole movie bridging <laughs> that and Pacific, but Pacific Rim sounds I don't know almost similar. But well, does anyone have anything else to add to this Godzilla talk? <laughs> no, that's kind of it. Um, the movie sucked. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't hate it. I had I mean I had a, I liked seeing it on the big screen. We did go see it on the big screen, which was good time. Yeah, that was worth it. Again in the theater, just because I want to. But. And this was definitely like a deliver the goods movie, but I don't think it fought hard enough to deliver more. And I don't know, like that was kind of the co- complaint that some people had with the first movie was that it was trying to add more to it than just making a monster movie. And then like King of the Monsters went all out monster mash, which was like, yeah, it was a good time, but you know, it's still, I think it's just automatically hard to make any of these monster movies, add any weight to it because you know, if you, if you start adding weight to it, you're not really making a monster movie. Like even the original Godzilla movies, like I wouldn't even, it's like not really a monster movie. There's like a lot more to it than just Godzilla destroying things. And I I, yeah. I I think it's just a genre that the only way it really exists nowadays is if you have the boom boom smash smash leave it like that but you know it's like I think it would be much more interesting and much more challenging for audience members and for Hollywood if they did just make one where they completely abandon the human characters and just try to keep it only monsters only like that and see what happens if you don't have a whole lot of dialogue in it because I don't. I don't think it's really been done that way yet. Mm-hmm. I mean, I gave it. I gave it three out of five stars. I mean, I I had a good time and it was a spectacle. Um, I I don't think it. I don't see it improving on other viewings though. Yeah, I think I'd probably give it two and a half. Like on Letterbox, I like redid all my ratings to be just one star instead of half stars. Mm-hmm. And uh. So, like, on Letterboxd, I'll probably give it two, but for the podcast, I'll probably give it three and a half. Or, no, sorry, not three and a half, two and a half. I'd probably give it two and a half as well. Well, you heard it here first, folks. I'm, of the whole group, I'm the one who liked it the most. (laughs) I guess. I mean, for, like, the Mechagodzilla fight, it was the the only really worthwhile. I would rewatch it for that fight you know but that's it so I think this stays consistent with the Monsterverse episode we did because of the whole series I still think Kong Skull Island's the best one just because you know it, it, it has the most interesting characters you know for a movie that feels the need to focus on human characters that one has the best human characters and I like the style of it and I think Hunter, I think you liked the first Godzilla more, but you really liked the kind of stylized nature of it all. Yeah, I think for me, 
if if I was ranking them right now, I would sooner watch King of the Monsters again because it has so much more action in it, and all the fights are really well done. All the monsters are awesome. And then my second favorite would be the original Godzilla, or the 2014 Godzilla, because of the style, and I like the characters in that too, you know? Um, and then Kong, Skull Island, and then this one, my least favorite. No, I think um, I think Skull Island, King of the Monsters, the original, or 2014, and then this one is probably last also. I've only seen this one in King of Monsters. So. No, we watched the first one. At Did Hunter's. we? Yeah. I don't remember a single thing about it. I'm pretty sure we watched it to prep for King of Monsters. It That's... would probably be the original King of Monsters and then this one. We did. Did we all get together and watch that at your house? Or maybe I wasn't there because no, I thought I, I haven't. I think, was... I think you guys came over to my house. Oh, watched maybe it. we all watched yeah. it. Well, I, know, I know Jared was there. Yeah, 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 I remember. That's a really good remember. rave review to put on the DVD cover, though. I don't remember a single thing about it. Well, then, Chloe, didn't you just put it at the top? Did you say that one was the best? I don't remember <laughs> anything about it. Well, you said I mean, that one was the favorite. Just now? You... Okay, then it would be King of Monsters, <laughs> that one, and then Kong, or Godzilla vs. Kong. I don't remember a thing. Five stars! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. They're they're just. I I almost still think that they're all kind of taking themselves a little ser- too seriously. Besides Kong Skull Island, but that was just sort of a different beast because. It, it's like it's a monster movie, but it had like, it was very much like a classic. It takes place in the seventies. It felt like a nineteen seventies B movie. These other ones, all the movies with like the modern day Godzilla, it's like they're slowly more and more forgetting about the humans and trying to be more more fun not take everything so seriously and not add so many different levels to the continuity which I mean I know I went on and on making fun of the fact that like they have to drive to the center of the earth and it, it doesn't really make sense but I think it's because they are literally trying to give it so much context and talk to us so much about it I think yeah. It'd be a different story if we were only seeing Kong, seeing Kong's expressions, seeing the way he acts, and then he starts going to the center of the earth. And I I don't know, for some reason, I'm like, I feel like I'd understand that, like, silly B-movie nature a little bit more than when this movie's, like, trying to add so much, like, seriousness to it. It's It kind of reminds me of, like, when the Fast and Furious franchise starts to get, like, really serious with their story and they're like... You know, they're really trying to add, like, a whole lot of weight to something that's, like... Stop trying to add weight to this. Like, it's 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 a B-movie. You gotta just be what you are. Yeah. I mean, I, I say I hope they don't make another one now, but if they did, I would be in the theater to see it, no matter <laughs> what. So, that's my review. Hell yeah. They should call it uh, the next one, Godzilla vs. Kong Round 2. Yeah. Round two. Um, but yeah, we can uh, wrap things up though for this episode. I don't know if you wanted to do a last movie on Earth. Yeah, I got one. 
if we all got one in us. I scrambled to finish my last movie right before the call, so I'm excited to do it. Um, if you guys haven't listened to our podcast before, um, at the end, we like to play a game called Last Movie on Earth, where we guess the last movie that we have each seen. We'll take turns describing our movie based on a you know synopsis from Letterboxd or IMDb, um, and whoever guesses it first gets a point that gets added on to an ongoing scorecard um, that we keep episode to episode. And uh, if no one guesses it, then that person gets two points instead. So, and are we starting over? Is this our like we um, just like start- we, we started over last episode? So okay. for this episode, we are only up to uh, Justin's got one, Chloe's got one, Zach's got two points, Hunter's got nothing. Yay. My God, have mercy on me. I mean, if I was counting things up correctly, I'm actually I'm I'm going through our episodes right now because yeah no I definitely that we started last because the game show episode I didn't know how to synthesize those uh, points correctly synthesize <laughs> I can't say that word but yeah I couldn't correctly add them in because Hunter pretty much set up all the games <laughs> and I was like oh yeah I'm like oh you'd start out with like hardly any points while everyone's got like double to you so let's start over and then we've started over but now you're still at no points um who wants to go first um I can with with the impending ice age almost upon them a mismatched trio of prehistoric critters Manny the what was that ice age the meltdown ice age (laughs) yeah it's just ice age (laughs) I've never seen any of the sequels. They're not bad, personally. I don't think they're that bad, personally. I I didn't, I don't know, like, I haven't seen the first one in years, and I was like, yeah, this is kind of, it's pretty basic. It's not, it's not awful. It's not great. It's just kind of there. I think back in the day, I see it just to be like on par with Shrek for me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's probably because they're like the same movie. Weird looking animal meets up with kind of a bigger gruff person who doesn't want anything to do with them and tries uh-huh. to abandon them, but that's pretty much like I was watching this and thinking Shrek the entire time. I'm like, yeah, this is ex- this is pretty much the plot of Shrek. I would almost say they ripped them off, except this movie came out only a year after. I doubt they came up with the story and copied Shrek that quickly. So I I guess it's its own thing. But I say it's basically just the Mandalorian. That's yeah. I was gonna say because there was how many characters who kept saying, "Where's the baby?" and I was like, "Holy crap!" Like, is that Warner Horzog from? The Mandalorian also like I want to see the baby. <laughs> Don't they say that in Shrek too, or like Shrek three or something? Oh, where's the baby? <laughs> You're thinking of do the roar. Do the roar. No, there, no, because no, uh, Shrek the third, Fiona is pregnant, and Snow White gives her one of the doors. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> what does he say? Does he say like I'm the baby? 
No, he says I'm the baby. I'm pretty sure. Because <laughs> he's the babysitter. Well, you guys watched them recently. I know. So don't argue with me. I have a medical condition. <laughs> Chloe, Shrek the Third. I don't remember much. Five stars. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I do have it at like four or five stars. On and I... I know that Snow White sings Led Zeppelin. That makes it good, though. That's a good point. I do like that part. <laughs> Who wants to go next? I can go next. Um, I'm going to apologize ahead of time. I went on a horror movie binge, and I watched, like, five in one day. So, I don't know if you guys are going to get this. I tried to pick the, the least obscure one. <laughs> By a director who you guys potentially might maybe know. <laughs> okay. A group of student activists travel from New York City to the Amazon to save the rainforest. However, once they arrive in the vast greenlands landscape, they soon discover that they are not alone and that no Green good Inferno. deed goes unpunished. What? Green Inferno? Yeah. Okay. Nice. Was it good? Um... It's like critically acclaimed. It was the 2013 one, not the older version. So there's three yeah. of them, one from oh. the 80s, one from the 70s, and one, I watched the remake in 2013. Eli Roth? That is... one, yeah. Okay. I think um, one is like considered like a critically acclaimed movie. Oh, well. I'm not sure. a lot of very cringy, like, um... There's one part where they're like, oh, activism is gay and, like, all this stuff. Oh. And it's just, like, there's there's weird dialogue. Um, but the overall story is kind of cool. In 2013, they were saying that? Yeah. <laughs> wow. But it's yeah. also Eli Roth, who also did Hostel. And I think he... What other one did he do? He's done just a lot of cringy, gore-fest horror movies. Yeah. He did Cabin Fever. Yeah. I've been thinking about watching Green Inferno, so maybe I'll give it a try. Yeah, it's not bad. I definitely... It's an entertaining movie. It's just not the best. I'm yeah. sure the older versions are probably better. Maybe. Maybe not. I mean, if they got remakes, it must have been decent. Yeah. The 80s version on Letterboxd has the same star rating as the 2013 version. So... Hmm. Okay, I'll read mine. Um, a father living in the forest of the Pacific Northwest with his six young kids tried to assimilate back into society. Beverly Hillbillies? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> Hunter was the only one I was worried he would get it because it's on his want to watch list. Uh oh. Huh. Uh, so I've never seen it then. I don't I guess I don't know what it would be. Um Try it by Matt Ross starring Vigo Mortensen. Okay. It's a 2016 film. It's on my watch list. It's on, yeah, it's on your want to watch. See, when you said that plot, I was thinking immediately like an 80s comedy akin to Harry and the Hendersons. And now you're saying that, <laughs> and it's like 2016 with this actor, and uh, it's I'm... It's not a comedy. So it's not a comedy. 
I mean, there's some funny moments. Oh, man. Comedy. I have no idea. Chloe knows, but... I don't remember the name. Yeah. It's really good. I recommend it. Um, You give up? Yeah, I don't remember it. It's called Captain Fantastic. Oh. It's on Netflix. (laughs) Really good. I didn't know Viggo Mortensen was in that. Mm, he's the dad. And that's that is on my watch list. I, I've never I just seen that movie around a lot, and so I put it on my watch list, but I had no idea the plot or anything else about it. Once in a while, I get like random TikToks that are like, "These are this is like a good movie, and here's why." And then like if it catches my interest, I'll actually watch it. Yeah. I gave it like four and a half stars. I think it was really, really? good. Cool. My turn? Oh, yeah. All right. Upon his release from a mental hospital following a nervous breakdown, the directionless Anthony joins his friend Dignan, who seems far less sane than the former. Dignan has hatched a harebrained scheme for an as-yet-unspecified crime spree that somehow involves his former boss, the supposedly legendary Mr. Henry. Sorry, that was super long. I, I'm going to hate it because I feel like I've seen this movie, but I don't remember it. What was the release date? Um, 1996. Okay, okay, okay. Um, can we have the director? <laughs> Wes Anderson. It's not that one. It's not what one. It's not that one. I'm trying to think of which one it would be, but it's not that one. Or maybe it is that one. I thought that one didn't come out till '94. Now I'm double guessing myself. <laughs> Who's the main actor? Luke Wilson. It's Bottle Rocket. Yeah. Okay. I'm Bottle sorry. Rocket. I do know what it is. <laughs> You actually watched it. Yeah, it finally came Prime, and so um, yeah, I just finished it today. It's really good. It's like probably it, it would have made my top 90s list if I had seen it sooner oh, before really? we did our episode. That definitely would have ended up on there. Like huh. that movie, Rushmore, which is also Wes Anderson, and then like Raising Arizona are like the spiritual trilogy of like just weird goofy small scale movies like i don't know i i like wes anderson movies but those earlier ones are just like incredible like if 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 i was able to make like a low budget movie here you know just like with my iphone that's the kind of movie i would make is like the the just a weird little goofy Movie. I don't know. I, I highly recommend it. It's it's really funny. Really good. Is Raising Arizona a Wes Anderson movie? No, it's it's a Coen Brothers movie, but it feels like, yeah, that's what I thought. like a spiritual like sister movie to it. It came out right around the same time. Or actually Arizona Raising Arizona's an eighties movie, but So we got the points that uh Justin's got two. Hunter's got two. Chloe's got one. Zach has four. Noise. Unbelievable. <laughs> um, 
I don't know what's up on the next episode exactly. There's not... I don't think there's like any... You know, I was kind of thinking and aiming for Black Widow will be coming out soon. And no, it's not. Now it's July again, so no. We're just... Hit that paywall or... We're back to uh, what we were last year, which is, hey, we'd love to talk about new movies. We can't. Um, <laughs> I mean, you could do, like, Tom and Jerry. <laughs> oh, God. You know what's annoying is I'll have to watch that movie again because it's going to be requested on Patreon pretty soon. I think it's... I have to watch Scoob again, which I'm not looking forward to. Um, and then the next one would be Tom and Jerry. I would just spam your patreon just make you watch like the same movie over and over again <laughs> i'll cop two excuse, over. Me. excuse me you know what i have it listed on there that you can only request something that i haven't done before so haha but you could i i've been waiting for someone to go on there and spam me by making me do like i don't know all like the alpha and omega movies and going through all of them or something well, you know what? Someone you gotta, you gotta watch each how it's made episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna make you do the Scorpion King movies in weird order. Let me start. Make you start with like three, and then four, and then two, and then one. <laughs> Too bad that Jai Courtney couldn't make it for this one, but next week. Um... I say that every week. I think he's ignoring us. No, it's scheduling conflicts, and actually, we have COVID as a reason permanently. So there you go. I just don't think Josh is trying. I I got to give him our call. <laughs> he's just he's it's always busy. I get this new he's got a new voicemail that says you have been blocked, which I'm like that's kind of, that's a funny joke. And then I can't leave a voicemail. But uh, <laughs> so we can't just like message him with that King Kong versus Godzilla technology that will literally go through the Earth's crust <laughs> in like a second. Because Jai is from a different dimension. Yeah. yeah. All right, guys. Well, uh, good talking to you all. And remember... Always beware of the cinema swamp. Thanks for listening to this episode. So, what did you think of Godzilla vs. Kong? Do you think it lived up to the MonsterVerse? Do you think it wasn't as good as the previous films? Or do you find it to be the best one of all? Leave a comment on this episode, like our pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, at Cinema Swamp. And remember, always beware of the Cinema Swamp.